Man, that's nostalgia right there if I've ever heard it. Maybe the best WWE intro ever? I don't know about that one, but it's it's probably up there. But I don't know. I can't trust you. You hate the night for Raw. Oh, dude, the night is awful. It's The night is awful. We were at Raw last Monday, and it was playing in a bar across the street, and this asshole goes ahead and criticizes it, and it's amazing. Did I really criticize that? says the worst Raw opening theme ever. Is that it's, a lie? Wouldn't, think of one worse than it. Oh, they're good, though. I think it's good. It's okay. I, I like the new one. I think the new one's, I never, the new one's better than it. I never said it was bad. I just said it was the worst Raw opening theme ever, and that's not a lie. Okay, whatever. But anyway. So we went to Raw on Monday. We did. Which was a good show. Why? You really can't uh, guard, but the highlight of the show, I believe, was Ronda and Nikki's promo. Yeah, Ronda. Because they were both phenomenal. Apparently she wrote that herself. So yeah, which is good, nuts. Good honor. Well, I, yeah, I thought Heyman, Nikki's was really Heyman's, good. Heyman's been working with her closely, too. It's a good person. Her. That's a good person to have her to do with. Because Heyman had Taz when she's basically Taz. It's Taz! But, yeah, nothing spectacular. Not even a dark match. No. We thought we thought the six-man was going to be a dark match, but it was the actual main event. I'm like, there's no way they're doing that match on TV again. And then they did it on TV again. So. And I was upset about one thing. What was that? Baron Corbin came out, but he didn't play his music. He did not. He just walked out. He, I, did, he didn't bring the darkness. The best redeeming quality about He didn't bring the darkness. Baron he didn't Corbin bring the thunder. He music. No, he is the thunder. He is the, yeah, he is the thunder. <laughs> he brings the darkness, he is the thunder. And he comes from he comes from hell. Yeah, which was just the best theme. But then SmackDown Live, the 1,000th episode of SmackDown was Tuesday. And it seems like yesterday, because I remember when SmackDown got first started. Yeah. Oh, never. Even, I never got to tell my story about the about the intro we just played. See, like the first game I ever had, well, first wrestling game. Was, Can I guess it? Yeah. SmackDown Two. Shut your mouth. No. Here close. comes the pain. No. Earlier. The greatest wrestling game ever. No mercy. No, no I didn't have no. Just bring it. SmackDown, oh, just, just bring, bring it. it. Yeah. And the intro to that game. I had that for PS One. Yeah, I had it for. I think I had for. I think I had it for PS Two. I had that for the PS One. But anyway, the intro for that game. Was like gameplay footage with that song playing, and at the end of the intro, all it's Michael Cole going WWF SmackDown. Just bring it. Yes, and that's, you know I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Whenever I hear that song, that's what I think of because I spent so many hours in that game back in the day. So. Yeah, I, I remember used to play. I used to play his gold dust even back then. Of course he did. Because he's the best. I used to, actually I used to play Scotty Too Hotty. You seem like I feel like he used to play Steve Blackman. Was he even a character in the game? I don't remember. Oh, by the way, I saw some gameplay for WWE 2K19. I thought you said you saw Steve Blackman. I was like, oh, shit. Didn't, he's not, he doesn't live too far from I here. I know, he doesn't. That's why, which I was, is, like, which that's is why hilarious. it was feasible. That's why it was feasible. I would so talk to Steve Blackman or Al Snow, because I think I believe that's who runs the school with him. I think my uncle ran into him in a bar once. Snitsky. Man. You can see Snitsky walking around here sometimes, too. I met Snitsky once. I was terrified. Of I met the Boogeyman. That's the, that's the like closest I got to him. Boogeyman is the most hood, mother per, hood person of all time. He is just he has a lisp. He's terrifying without his makeup. All right, what are you going to say about 2K19? So, I enjoy it, by the way. When do you throw Vince McMahon through a fucking cell? I don't know, man. I've been, <laughs> I've been, working, I've been working so much. That Did I, you see this? Did I ruin it for you? No, I didn't see it. Because I just saw some gameplay. You throw Mc, you, McMahon takes the Foley spot. <laughs> and you're like, you have an option to save him or not save him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah. Jesus, my God! I'm I'm currently in a three on one handicap match against Elias and the B team, and that's the last time I played, which is like two weeks ago. Because I'm I'm working on my I'm working I'm almost through my eight day stretch of working in a row. So your shoot job, yeah, yeah. But so SmackDown 1000, what did you think? I we were about to keep a very close eye on it because one of the most staple franchises in the history of the NBA. We're playing. Was playing the Celtics and uh, they lost by eighteen. And blow me. They lost and by I was trying to keep an eye on that. With that full, how's that guy doing? It. He's all right. Yeah. Uh, did, did you guys have the parade yet for that three hit? Or is that next week? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I tried to call off work for I it. I say get the day off for it. Yeah. All right. But anyway, now see, I thought they did as good of a job as they could with two hours. And they, no, it should have been three hours. It absolutely should have been three hours. And they did a good job not over-promising because do you remember Raw 25? Oh, they just horrible. They just ran off this list of all these guys that are going to be And there. they were just all in the same like, segment. Dude, this is going to be awesome. And they're, then they're all just backstage playing poker. They're playing poker with yeah. 
Phoenix because, Slater and Poker. Because they had like they they they, they had too many guys. And then the most random themselves. group of people to ever stand in a room together, standing in a room together <laughs> in round twenty five. Oh yeah. I believe it was uh, Kurt Angle. I know MVP. Oh, the the GM segment. It was yeah. Brother Love. Uh, Kurt Angle, Pritchard, Coach, Coach. I believe Brooklyn Brawler Brooklyn and Harvey Brawl- were there. They were. Yep, they were both there. And the boogeyman ended up showing up. The boogeyman did show up. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, was just was a- unreal. I thought you were talking about the poker game, which is also an extremely random group of people. Yeah, I didn't even recognize MVP. Oh, yeah, MVP. He's, like, in a full suit. He's in a full suit, and he, his hair is, like, a normal haircut now. And they, they were just Carlito away from being all-time jobbers. No, nah, don't disrespect MVP. I don't know how MVP got the invite, but I like it. I was yeah, didn't just, he leave on bad terms? No, he left on good terms. They were mad that he left, but, like, they were understanding. Because they weren't doing anything with him. Like, you can't be mad at a guy who wants to leave and you're not doing anything with him. Oh, I agree. I, I think they know a that la, as well. A la Cody Broads. Oh, so anything else we want to talk before we start talking about SmackDown? NXT? What was NXT this week? I'm pretty sure I watched it. Oh, Aleister Black came back. Yeah. yeah. Which I do. I, I Nobody that books NXT is listening to this show. But everything you have done with Nikki Cross is just fabulous. Oh, yeah, dude. She's great. She's great in the role. She is. I. She has so much potential. Yeah. I wonder how old she is. I have no clue. I hope she's not old. Because I know she worked. I know she worked the indies for a while, didn't she? Yeah. Um... Should we talk about this crown jewel controversy, <sighs> or should we not touch that? Let's know. touch it. Let's 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 talk about it. All I right, mean, man. we we kind of have to. It's she's only twenty nine, so that's good. We kind of have to because it's big, and I don't know what's going to happen with it. It's there is strong points on both sides. Is there though? Yeah, there is. Is there though? They don't need the money. They don't need the money, but like if you're already signing a contract, you, I feel like the like. Do you want to not? Do you want to betray the people who just chopped this fucking guy in pieces? I mean. I'd like to see them try and touch Vince McMahon. I don't think that would... Vince, Mc... Mc... Vince McMahon versus Saudi Prince, WrestleMania 35. Yeah, yeah. But, I uh... I don't know. I mean, there's everything... The venue was set. Everything was set. They're trying to keep the word Saudi Arabia out of the news. I just I just don't know. I think it's but... a hard... I think it was so weirdly timed. If it was two weeks later or two weeks earlier, I think it would have been an easier decision. But, like, it happened right in the middle of the chaos. You know but, what I'm saying? Um, but, like, even if WWE doesn't run the show, they're not losing money because Saudi's paying, like, WWE didn't have to pay to book the venue. You know what I mean? Well, they've, been, they've been paying Taker and Sean's appearance fees, and I feel like that's not cheap. Oh, I know it's not cheap, but I, Sean's getting $3 million for that match if it happens. And I, people, and people are, is, uh, should Sean, leave Linda McMahon out of it, too. And uh, I don't want to say that Brian Alvarez is saying this as fact, but he was uh, speculating on Observer Live the other day that... Uh, Shawn Michaels won't work Survivor Series. Like, it's either Saudi Arabia or nothing. Not sure if I necessarily believe that, but... Well, because they're not going to pay him $3 million for Survivor Series, and that's why he's doing it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, WrestleMania is a possibility because they might pay him $3 million for WrestleMania, but the match won't happen at Survivor Series if Crown Jewel gets canceled, so I think that's a big reason why they're really not trying to cancel it. Yeah, I just, just it's a hard situation, and neither of us are in positions to make decisions about if it. If it was any other wrestling company in the world, I would say do it, because they probably because that's a, a huge payday for any other wrestling company in the world. But you got Fox giving them $1 billion. They could yeah, af- no, they don't need they the They can money. afford to miss out on this $20 but this, million. Do you think there would be like litigation punishment if they pulled out this late? Because it's an actual contract. Like these come, like no, these I, companies, these companies pulling out of that business uh, venue or whatever it was, the business summit, were volunteers. This is like actual written, like international contract, which I feel like is harder to get out of than it seems. You don't think that WWE did not put a clause in there that says, you know, if bar, if so and so happens, we could void this contract. I'm sure they didn't just. I don't know. I'm sure it's not ironclad. You can know I, can I, mean? I sum it up in one sentence? Yeah, go ahead. Maybe it shouldn't happen, but everybody is saying it shouldn't. We'll still fucking watch it when it comes on. That's probably true. No one is boycotting it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, people will boycott it, but not not like a, a number of people that'll make a difference. But people yeah. will definitely boycott it. You're talking about wrestling fans. They're the craziest motherfuckers on earth. That's true. People will boycott it. But. That's true. All right, so into SmackDown Live. Yeah. Uh,. The show opened with Truth TV. I know that's your favorite thing in the world. Come on. You look me in the eyes and tell me Vince McMahon asking for a dance break is not the greatest moment in WWE history. I can tell you it was not the greatest moment <laughs> in WWE history. I mean, it was, it was funny, but you're, you're, you're stretching it there. I, I can see why I gave it. I know Vince and Truth are very, very good friends. So Vince gave him the shine a little bit. Yeah. The- oh, speaking of our truth Nick Aldis is now as many times champion, NWA champion as our truth was. What an accomplishment. Yes, which is amazing. Yeah, I guess, yeah, NWA 70 was last night. Uh, 
Willie Mack won the awful looking. What's it called? National National Championship. Championship. What is he? What does he think he is? The Crimson Tide? I mean, it is a red belt. I hate them. I'm not a big fan of them either. But I'm so sick of them fucking winning. But uh, get ready, get ready again. Unfortunately, yeah, they're gonna win. But uh, so it kicked off with Truth TV and the McMahon's. You know what I think is the funniest shit of all time? What's that? People saying the McMahon's are hijacking shows. Like, you can't I. Like, I can't hijack my own car. It's their show. That's, when they're on it, it's not fucking hijacking. I mean, you might find a way to hijack your own car. You, you got you got hijacked in Times Square, I can tell you that much. Okay. It was one time. I've been to Times Square one time, but it was, it was yeah, one you're, time. You're batting a thousand I'm there. batting a thousand and getting robbed in Times Square. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's their show. They're going to show on it when they want. They can show up when they want. And you know what? For all the fans that bitch about it... Um, the, that arena went crazy when all that. Oh my god! There. Especially, Although, especially Shane, like I that, like dude, those. I think I, like, I texted you something yeah, about the no, pop. I like Shane McMahon, but dude, the guy is like the most <laughs> over guy in history, and I really don't know why. <laughs> it's gotta be the theme song, right? Uh, the theme song is great. It's a nice double. He gets a double pop though. Yeah. No, like, he's over. Like he's legitimately over, and I don't like. He gets a double pop. I really, I like Shane McMahon, but like, I don't think I would shit my pants if he came out. You know what I mean? Like, people uh, do. Maybe I'm cynical. I don't know. But Vince, I, I love wacky Vince coming out anymore, though. Like, he throws his arms out, he f- dances. He got rid of the walk, which upsets me. My favorite thing is uh, when the people sing a song, and, like, when the song stops and they keep singing. Oh, he loves it. Oh, dude, it's great. But, uh... Diet, what do you think What do you think of Dark Hair Carmella? Oh, she's so hot. I think she... she I think it's better as a, if she's going... If she's going babyface. That, I think Dark Hair is the way to go. You were, you were uh... You were supposed to, you were supposed to have your Dave Meltzer moment and say she looked better at NXT. I, I set you up for it. Uh, yeah, well, that's not exactly. No, I don't want that. But uh, he, I, she is. I think she's even hotter with the, with the darker hair. Yeah. Not that it's hot matter. She has come so far in the last year. If yeah, you know, uh, I I love how she literally turned babyface by just hanging out with our truth. <laughs> she didn't change her attitude. Yeah, there's nobody that hates our truth. She didn't change her attitude. She didn't change like any. She didn't change anything about her. She's just friends with our truth now, so everyone loves her. <laughs> I told her she should she should have uh, uh, turned heel again and smoked a cigarette over Stephanie McMahon. Our truth is like our truth is like kind of a key player on SmackDown Live out of nowhere. Like he wasn't on he wasn't even on TV. A I mean, month. he wasn't even on TV a month ago, and now he's like in main event segments. He's good to have around. No, I'm not bashing our truth. I'm just saying it's it came he's, out of nowhere. He's real good to have around. You see him in the ring, he can still go. What is he? Fifty years old? <laughs> I think he's <clears> forty four <throat> or something. But oh, yeah. he's got to be older than that. I'm, I'll find out. I'm very potent about people's ages. Yeah, that you are. But anyway, the actual in ring action kicked off with the Usos taking on Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Wasn't a whole lot of in-ring action on this show. I love this match, though. It was a good match. It told a good story. I like... He's 47. Okay. I like... I like when t- guys that are paired up lose to an established team. It's better than guys that are in a feud winning the tag titles. They do that all... They used to do that all the time. Uh, I don't know. I, I They gotta find a medium, though, because I kind of miss the days of two over-single stars being tag, t- being, being tag champions. I mean, like if, if they're not gonna go full tag team wrestling, Cesaro and Sheamus, but Sheamus isn't over, so don't give me away. I'm not. Sheamus is not over. Well, they, they, he has the big show rub now. God damn it, oh, we're gonna get to that. But uh, no, this was good. I like the established team beating them. Their 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 uh, feud tears them apart. Good old fashioned storytelling. Yeah, I didn't mind. It went nine minutes. So and then just you know what's insane. What's How much history the Usos have made already? Yeah. And they're 33 years old. I know, yeah. They have so much farther to go. I don't I don't know if it's going to be soon, but there's a match with the Young Bucks somewhere down the line. It's probably not going to be at least for another three or four years. Yeah, I, don't yeah. think I don't think they're coming. I think though. it'll be in April. But, uh... I mean, they wouldn't well, be teasing it so hard. That's the match they would have to do, right? So um, yeah, oh yeah. They, they even... <clears throat> Matt said on Twitter he wants it. Yeah, especially, I forget who was, I was listening to a, a shoot interview with somebody, and they're like, those two guys work so smoothly that it's, they're actually incredible. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't, don't split them up. They're both great, but don't split them up. Yeah. They're a team, which I like. And what, what happened after that, Donald? I'm not sure, honestly, I forget. I have to go look. Was that Evolution after that? No, we're close. Uh, nope, next were all the SmackDown GMs getting, getting together backstage. Uh, so Paige was there, then Vicky Guerrero showed up. 
Then uh, John Laurinaitis showed up in a fucking ridiculous suit. He was in that geek segment on Raw too. He was. He was in that <laughs> geek segment on Raw. But uh, I like I like heel John Laurinaitis. I don't, I love people power. Oh my god! I love people power. Wheelchair John Laurinaitis is the dude. best John Laurinaitis. Yeah, dude, it's the best. Cowabunga, dude! And then finally Teddy Long showed up, which of was, course he which did. was the big payoff. <laughs> then the Evolution reunion hit, and I'll tell you what: hearing that theme music made me smile. They looked good. They looked really good. I forgot how good of a song that was. It is. They they just, they just fit it. Lemmy Lemmy killed it. R.I.P. You're blessing yourself like it's a video show. R.I.P. Gotta work the gimmick, brother. But, uh... I also love the logo of them as all as skeletons. Yeah. I love that logo. Did you ever notice Randy Orton's hair was, like, 20 years... It was, like, Evolution Randy Orton's hair as well? <laughs> Dude, Randy Orton grew his hair back, and I don't know how, and it looks so weird. Probably the same way Cena did with the plugs? Probably. They were both bald at one point, or at least close to it. So, uh, they came out... Uh, they all cut a nice little promo. Flair looked healthy, thank God. Triple H put everyone over. Randy Orton kind of... Shit Randy Orton was like, yeah, he was like... It was like a half-heel promo, because he was still, like, being nice, but he was, he was like, shitting on them in the nicest way ever. <laughs> and then the big talking point... Well, before the big talking point, Rick, uh, Batista made... Batista kind of straddled the PG lines when he told Rick to keep it in his pants. And then swung and then the microphone. Did the, and did the fucking dick strut. Dave looked comfortable. He like he looked he looked awesome. I don't know if you saw, but the WWE YouTube page put out a video of them following him all day long. And when he was flying into DC, he walked by Kobe Bryant in the airport, and there was just like a random Kobe Bryant cameo in this video. <laughs> it was like the and like, they put a graphic on the screen. It said Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's doing a lot. Like, of they things. They acknowledged the cameo, which is it was so weird. But anyway, uh, yeah, Batista said he was nervous as hell. Which he was. He always had that problem, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, was, he never he never liked cutting. Did, Eddie helped him with that, didn't he? I think yeah. I believe so. Yeah, and uh, Sam Batista said, Triple H, you've done everything in this business except beat me. Mm-hmm. And there was an intense stare down, and then the two started laughing, and then they hugged, but Triple H is kind of giving them the evil eyes after that. So, I don't know. I think it's setting up for Mania? It has to be, right? But I'm like, I, like but I was, I'm ready for Dave Batista. Yeah. Like, he intrigued me, and he never did. I was never, like, I mean, he. I never hated the guy, but I was never, like, there, Batista had some fans. And, like, I was never one of them, but, like, that was the most intriguing he ever was to me was Tuesday. Yeah, oh, he was, like, I probably the best promo of his career. Yeah, yeah. It was from the heart and not some dumb fucking script. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But, uh. I want to say it's setting up for Mania, but they've done they've done like teases like this so many times it's led nowhere. Like, remember the did they even wrestle WrestleMania? Batista, and, yeah, Batista won his first world title from Mania. From from Mania, yeah. Mania 20, 21? 21. What's nine plus ten? Twenty one. You nine. stupid. The best. That was the best Mania, but just for the vignettes of all the of oh, the, the Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Uh, who was the in the Pulp Fiction one with Booker T? Bo- Eddie, Booker T and Eddie. It was Booker T and Eddie. Yeah. It was. It was awesome. Booker T, by the way, looking jacked. Dude. <laughs> I wonder if he's been hitting the gym with Shell. <laughs> My God. But, uh, yeah, so Evolution, they looked good. Just awesome to hear the song again, to be honest with you. Oh, dude, that song is such a great song. Titan Town. Titan Tron's great. Titan Town. Titan Town. Shut up. Move All on. right, so up next, the Miz beat Rusev in 42 seconds. The high five made it worth it. <laughs> the high five was <laughs> the high five was on. I forgot about that. If Rusev had to lose because of the high five, I'm in. The high five was on. He just ran. He just jumped at him, and he was gone. <laughs> and English wasn't even wanting a high five. He was just like, he was just his hands were just in the air, like I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And Miz just came out of nowhere, <laughs> smacked his hand, and just kept running. It was. Oh, well, that's just, that's just a little few continuation, not to. All right, so a lot of this World Cup's been getting a lot of heat because it's, it's all Americans. Because of Rusev. Because it's all Americans. So what are your th- what are your thoughts on them? They just shouldn't have called the World Cup. If you look at the bracket, there's obviously guys the Saudis paid to see. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. Rey Mysterio. It's John Cena. It's Randy or not? Is it Randy Orton? No, no. Who else is in Jeff it? Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Not the Big Show. No. Uh, Angle. Angle. Yeah, it's, that's who I was thinking when I said Randy Orton. Miz. But it's, it's just it's just. How the hell did Miz get cooped in with those guys? It's just all the guys that Saudi paid to see. Good idea, fine, should have called it something else. <laughs> yeah, they probably should have called it something else. But it'd be, I'd be kind of a dick to have a U.S. Open in Saudi Arabia. 
You know what else is fucking stupid? What? That they keep... Do you even notice, like, when JoJo's doing the ring announcer, she says, the following contest is a qualifying match... For the for World, the world Cup, Cup to determine the best in the world? the best in the world. Yeah, it's getting annoying. Isn't that what fucking world titles are for? Yeah. It's, like, what? Yeah, it's... You're just, telling me if Kurt Angle wins this tournament, he's the best wrestler in the world in 2018? <laughs> I hope he does. Like, what? Oh, my God. We're probably heading Corbin... Team Corbin. Oh, yeah, that's right? what they're going to survive. Which, which it'll is be fine. fine. It'll be Angle to Shield. I think Corbin's hilarious. I heard, I heard it'll be Angle to Shield and Balor, which should be a fun five. Oh, that's five, a real five, fun so five. Versus, well, it's supposed to be Corbin, Owens. Well, Owens is out now, so that's scrapped. So I don't know who, I don't know who Team Corbs will be. Oh, let me guess. It's going to be Corbin? Ziggler. No, I don't know. I don't know if, I'd say Ziggler, Braun, and McIntyre, but they all had a falling out on Is Monday. McIntyre babyface now? I don't know. I think Braun might be a babyface again. Good, he's better as a babyface. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we'll find out tonight, I guess. McIntyre's the fucking dick that attacked him. Like yeah. I feel like that would make Braun the babyface. Well, Braun's well, Braun kind Braun of an to, asshole to him. Well, Braun tried to attack Ziggler, I guess. But does, does anyone care about Ziggler? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I like Ziggler. Ziggler lost No a one smile. cares about him. But, uh... All right. Up next, we have The Cutting Edge with uh, guest oh, Becky Lynch. So She's so good. The highlight of the show is Becky Lynch trying to get heel heat by insulting Edge's broken neck and still getting cheered. <laughs> That was Edge, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That wasn't Adam Copeland. That was Edge. Yeah. And he's, he explained he explained the character of Edge real well. Because yeah. Edge was that bastard heel for yeah. most of his career. Most of his single run. I don't think he was a babyface until the end of his singles one, was he? Well, are you talking... Well, he was like a, he was like a babyface in like 2004. Yeah. Like, like as the Radar Superstar. Yeah. As yeah he, wasn't, he wasn't a babyface until like 2010. And he, got the, he started that gimmick in 06. Yeah. So he had like four straight years as a heel. Yeah. Good one too. So eventually, he came down. Charlotte Flair came out, and uh, Flair said that she loved that. I don't know. Flair just said she's gonna. Be she might evolution. be in some trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you know, typical shit. Did you see the report about her? No. Oh, the lawsuit. Yeah, I saw that. Wait, which lawsuit? Uh, Charlotte Flair's getting sued for something. I know she, there might be video tape of her yelling racial epithets at a police officer. Oh boy, I did not hear that. So I'm. <laughs> so it's just unfortunate. Yeah, that lawsuit's hilarious too. Yeah, the lawsuit's bullshit. Like, WWE's gonna win that lawsuit. Uh, but yeah, I did not hear the police officer thing. Yeah, that's sad. Hopefully, it's not true. Well, up next, I know, I know this is something you're excited about. They don't set the bar; they are the bar. Are the bar. And uh, they defeated the New Day to win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And for some reason, <laughs> they had to be ribbing us, right? That that was that, they were working the fans. Sheamus and Cesaro were about to beat the shit out of the New Day on the outside when all of a sudden, I'm not making this up, the fucking Big Show's music hit. <laughs> and then the Big Show came down and had his 133rd turn. He's a heel again. I strongly suggest watching the video of all of them on YouTube. It's Hilarious. A, it's... An, I don't even know. He even did it in WCW too. He was babyface and heel back to back. I don't, even know what to, I don't even know what to say about this. Like, for some reason, the bar and Big Show are a group. I... <laughs> like what am I supposed to say about that? You know what? One thing I'm upset. What? That Big Show uses his new theme. They should have. He should have went with this. Well, where is the big I like the new theme. It's the movies, man. I love it. But uh, I feel like he's like the Titan Tron. If he used the old Titan Tron with a new song, I feel like he'd still like it. Maybe, but that's him screaming, is it not? I don't think it is. It has to be. I don't think it is. One more time. Tell me it's not him. Well, it's not him. He doesn't have that range. It's him. But, it's uh, not him. I just love, I love, uh, pulling a vampiro. I'm, I love, I love, Play uh, my fucking music. That was uncomfortable. That was, <laughs> that was so uncomfortable. Stryker's like, I don't think you need the music, fam. He's like, play my goddamn music. That was uncomfortable. And then all that for what was the what the fuck was the song? It was like it was like uh, it wasn't even his music. Was it was it? like Hell's Bells by ACT or uh, there's something. I forget what the hell the song was. It was something. Oh man, I think it was a Metallica song that ended up playing. It was just what were we talking about? Oh, apparently they called him Showbar. Yeah, which Showbar is an was awful awesome. name. Awesome. It's not awesome. Well, think about it. He he's been a part of tag teams in the past. Show Miz, like Show Miz and Jarrah Show. So why would not this one include the word show? D that's terrible logic. He was also in a tag team with Kane, and it wasn't called Kane Show or Show Kane. It should have been Show Kane. <laughs> they should call that team Show. They should have been built from Spokane. But uh, no, I show they should have should have snorted a line on the way to the ring. Show Kane. <laughs> yeah, Vince Russo was out by then. He was out by then. 
All right, and that should be there's one more segment, right? Uh, two more segments. John Cena cut a pre-tape promo, uh, just talking about his debut with Angle. Great debut. Did you watch the Yeti documentary? No. Gotta watch it. I know. I, I, it's on my list to do. Last one. All right, Rey Mysterio defeated Shinsuke Nakamura via pinfall. Actually, there is one more thing after this, but it's very brief. Undertaker came out for like a second. Oh, yeah. He just said rest in peace and he left. Yeah. So but, that uh, covers that. But uh, Shinsuke Nakamura lost to Rey in a World Cup qualifying match. It was a fun match, but I thought it was a little too short. It was but a little short. It was, good. it was good for four minutes or whatever the fuck it ten was. Minutes. It was ten, ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yeah, it was ten minute match. It was good for ten minutes. And Rey won. I uh, figured Rey would win. And uh, the World Cup field is filled. So uh, that leaves the World Cup at. Damn, I'm going to pull up the brackets talk. It's Cena, Angle, Cardi, uh, Mysterio, Ziggler, Rollins, and Miz. Is it? Yeah. I don't think is there an, I don't think there's an actual bracket out yet. I don't think they made the actual bracket yet. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They said they they released a dream one though. Oh, well. Angle know? and Cena. Ziggler and Rollins, Miz and Mysterio, Orton Hardy. You don't need to see Ziggler and Rollins for the 40th time. They've never had a bad match, don't get me wrong. But there's seven other guys that Rollins could face in that field. Uh, uh, yeah. But let's get on to what we're here to do. Top 10 SmackDown Live moments in history. This is supposed to be last week's show, but I've been a zombie for the past week and a half. He's been working. So. I was sick last week. It was just not working. And uh, I caught something nasty last week. Yeah. Like over the weekend... And I wasn't feeling great at Raw. But then Tuesday and Wednesday, I was sick as a dog. All right, well, let's get into it. This is all personal, too. Honorable mention, Mark Henry versus Undertaker in a cage match. I was just there, and it was cool. I was also there. No, I thought it was... No, wasn't it... Wasn't it Batista, Mysterio versus Eminem, and Henry ripped the door off? I thought that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was Batista, Mysterio versus Eminem, and then Henry came back and ripped the door off. Well, that's that's when he was sued with Taker. I believe. He feuded with Taker like a month later, I think. He, he faced Taker at WrestleMania that year, yeah. but that was his return. Like, that was right. the return of Mark Henry. Either way, I was there. Yeah. So, I'll start with number 10 because I'm more important. Daniel Bryan's comeback. Can't, I, don't I apologize for throwing something in there. I just said something. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Daniel good. Bryan's comeback. It was just insane. See, that moment didn't make it for me just because I spoiled it on Twitter. Yeah, they did. But, it, but that, I guess that's I wanted not, to get people to tune into the show, so it makes sense from that standpoint. I was so happy all of that day. Yeah, no, it's just great. waiting for that to happen. It's great, but I was I was low key mad because my one buddy predicted it, and he and he also predicted like a bunch of shit that was like, and he he's always I'm the prediction king. Who's this? This is Rod. He's a he's a weirdo. He likes Kid Cudi, so I like him. He's all, he's all he also said. Uh, speaking of Rod, I don't know how true this is, but. He, he said that apparently Roman is injured and Cena and Brian have both refused to wear Crown Jewel. I like Rob, but I don't think one of, don't you think one of us would have would have heard that. Well, I mean, I've I've been out of the loop for like the past. I would have heard it somewhere. I follow all the insiders, brother, brother. Yeah, yeah. I am an insider. No, I'm not. But uh, um, <clears throat> all right, guys. Yeah, Daniel Bryan. Just that whole day was awesome, and I think coming down the line it'll be important. Of the most one of the most beloved superstars ever. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so my number ten is uh, AJ Styles defeating Jinder Mahal to win the WWE Championship in the UK. First time the title ever changed outside of North America. Uh, I just thought it was a, I thought it was a special moment, and apparently Roman Reigns no showed the weekend house shows. Yuck. So, I mean, I don't think he'd lie. He had to see it somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, back to back to what I'm saying. Oh God, he's he's not wrong. Yeah, I I, I don't think he would lie. Wow, well, I'm, I'm a little upset. Well, would you if you were if you worked there? Would you want to work that show? Hell no. 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 And there's very few guys that could speak out about it, but Daniel Bryan and, and Cena are probably two of the ones that could get away with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that those two guys said something if they did. But anyway, it was just a really special moment. Uh, the, the 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 nightmarish Jinder Mahal reign finally came to an end. It was a cool moment for the UK crowd who got to see a world title switch. It's something that they never really got to see. And uh, I think you owe Rod a public apology on these areas. Yeah, Rod, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You can hit me when I see you. Yeah. But anyway, that's my number nine. My number ten. Well, this is, this is I guess, in the last half hour. Yeah. So I, he, he, had, he, he must have been right on top of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. 
Well, that's your number. That's your number uh, ten. ten. Yeah, that's my number nine. Oh, good. Uh, just thought it was a big moment. UK title. The UK fans don't get that very often, and it was it was awesome, and it led to a very good match of Survivor Series between AJ and Brock. It did. It saved, it saved us from what would probably be a bad match for Jinder and Brock. I like Jinder. I like Jinder. I like Jinder's entrance. That's about it. I like Jinder's boobs. All right. What? He has he has huge pecs and little nipples. It's awesome. That's what you're into. It's your kink. Yep. All right, so my number nine is uh, Rhino goring through goring Chris Jericho through the original SmackDown Ovaltron uh, that occurred on my fifth birthday, August 9th, 2001. Would I have been five? Let's see. 97, I would have been one. 98, it would have been two. Yeah, you would have been five. You were born in 96. Two. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that happened on my fifth birthday. I was watching it. It's, it's not my earliest wrestling memory, but it's one of my earliest wrestling memories. And I remember just being like... I don't know. He's always a big Rhino fan. I don't know why. I liked Rhino. He's just awesome to look at. We <laughs> saw him in the dark match, and he was so over in hey, Philadelphia. Hey, give him credit. It wasn't a dark match. It was main event. It was main event. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. We see, he was he still... Jobbed, he jobbed a victor. <laughs> it was Connor. Oh, that's even worse. It was a mean guy match. It was a mean guy match. Oh, no. Oh, no. But he, uh, he got a huge ovation in Philly, so that was cool. He did. Oh, ECW territory, brother. Now is your number nine. That was my number nine. Very classic. I I I really rocket strapped that one. So we'll yeah, because you're stupid. We'll see you later. All right. I have number eight. DX or Stone Cold. He always the DX destroys the DX Express. That's actually my number eight too. Really? Yeah. That's unreal. No, that's actually my number eight. Getting on us. So I mean, yes. Anything you have to say about it? We'll get it off both times. Uh, I mean, just one of those classic Steve Austin moments. When you, I mean, it's not quite up there with the Zamboni, which I think is the best one, well, not yeah. the beer truck. Yeah, I think the Zamboni is the best Austin moment. But I actually watched, he literally just dropped the fucking bus off the. Off I actually the train. watched it back the other day, and it was it's kind of cheesy now watching it back. Like he drops the little brick on the bus. Wasn't Triple H supposed explodes. to be in the car? No, he dropped Triple H off a forklift in yeah. the car. That's, yeah, a different, that. that's a different moment. That's a different <laughs> moment. But yeah, he just destroyed the DX Express. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's my number eight, so why don't you hit me your number seven? Edge catches in on Taker. Okay, that's fair. That one didn't make my list, but that's a good one. After, because uh, Edge was on Raw, I believe, wasn't he? Yes, Edge was on and, Raw. And he just showed up after Mark Henry beat the fuck out of The Undertaker. Yep. And Edge became the, the champion. Yep, that is... Uh, one of his many reigns. That is... That is, uh, that is facts. So, this one might be a little too low to some people, but my number seven is the first ever ring collapse. Okay, uh, that's my number six. It's so. kind, of, it's kind of played out now. They've 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 done it so often. Yeah, but that was huge. Yeah, that was the that first. Happened. That was the first one. So I remember like, watching it and being in awe. Yeah, and like looking back now, it was a great finish because it put over Brock's strength, and it it protected Big Show. It like Big Show didn't have to take a pinfall, uh, and like just the visual of like. The ring collapsing for the first time. They got the best one, too, because it just fell, and, yeah, then, and then it the ref, fell the ref, again. No, it, the ref took a good bump, but it wasn't the best ref It wasn't the John Cohn It wasn't the John, John, John Cohn bump. Oh, well, race, racism slipping out from Mike Cohn Con, Coonan over there. He's a white guy, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, father of Nicholas. Father but of who, Nicholas. Who, by and the he way. Owns, and he owns a smoking donut shop, too. Does he? Kansas City. Who, by the way. Oh, I had a great tweet. Was great tweet. talking shit on the bar on Twitter. Oh, yeah. He said, couldn't get done at WrestleMania, huh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> and then Braun's like, savage. Savage. I hate Braun's promo voice. His heel promo voice? I think he does it when he's a baby face, too. It's just the Braun promo voice. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what I forgot to mention for the big show in the bar? You know how, like, when McIntyre and uh, Ziggler got LeBron, they started doing his entrance? If Big Show starts doing the bar entrance, it'll be worth it. <laughs> what, is he, what, what part does he fall in? <laughs> just put them both behind Sheamus. <laughs> put, put them both behind Sheamus. And then they both turn, one turns on each side, and he's got the shades on and the kilt and the, and the jacket. <laughs> oh, I'm in for that. I'm in puts, for Puts the hand out with the thumb. Uh, I'm absolutely in for that. That's the only way I'll, be, <laughs> that's the only way I'll let the show bar thing slide is if he does the bar entrance. I need Big Show doing the bar entrance. <laughs> I need him doing the I need him doing the over the head point. I need him doing all of it. Oh my god. I just want him to be so out of place too. Doing the Dragon Ball Z fusion, I need him doing all of it. Alright, that was your number seven, right? Yes. This is my number six and it's shit showing Lesnar. Okay. Breaking the ring. Same things you said, it was just an awesome visual when it happened. So my number five is the two thousand two debuts. So when you think about most debuts in wrestling history, Raw gets most of the big ones. But in a magical time of two thousand two there were three gigantic debuts on SmackDown. Can I guess? Yeah, it's not. It's obvious. I could think of two of them right off the bat. Okay. Cena? Yeah. Lesnar? No. Lesnar debuted on Raw. Did he? Yeah. Okay, well, so Cena? Yeah. Guerrero? No. 
No, he was in Raw. Was in he was on Raw for like two years. Uh, Cena. Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Am I missing one obvious? Yeah, it's very obvious. Well, it might not be obvious they debuted on SmackDown, but it's like one of the biggest names in company history. Reverend Devon. <laughs> <laughs> you got no. It was Randy Orton. He debuted on SmackDown. Yeah, it'd be Bob Hawley. Hmm. So wow, April, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's... So in April of two thousand two, uh, Randy Orton defeated Bob Hawley on SmackDown with an Oklahoma roll. Typical, typical babyface win. Uh, then a little later in the year in June, Rey Mysterio debuted. Great, great showcase match. I remember that. I remember that. I remember exactly where it was when that happened. He then, jumped uh, the cage. Actually, the Cena debut was first. Cena debut was like two weeks before the Mysterio debut. And everyone knows the Cena debut. Kurt Angle has an open challenge. Ruthless aggression. Calls out anyone. Cena comes out and Kurt Angle, in a, in a goofy of manner as possible, says, So, kid, what quality do you have that makes you think you could beat me? And Cena's fucking head starts shaking. He's like, ruthless aggression. And he smacks the shit out of him. But he ends up losing. Well, the only one of the three to lose their debut. Yeah. But, I mean, he couldn't walk in and be he, Kurt Angle. Yeah, he can't walk in and be Kurt fucking Angle. But, uh, just another thing. Remember when Mark Jindrak was supposed to be in Evolution? Yeah, I do. They filmed the vignettes with him. And he looked good with Revolution. I mean, it worked out just fine. Yeah, Batiste, but Batista was a, was a good fill-in. Okay, so that was your number five? Yeah. Your number six? Yeah, because uh, SmackDown doesn't really get a lot of the big debuts. So for those no. two guys that debut on SmackDown, it was cool. No, uh, my number my number five is one of the most underrated and best non-wrestling segments in history. Okay. You just want an excuse to that song. No, it is Billy and Chuck's wedding. Which, can, can can you not agree on this, was just awesome. It was great. <laughs> it, was it was great. so good. Bischoff as the old guy. I some some Someone I heard say that Stephanie didn't even know. That was a great swerve. They said no, they were like shooting. They said they, I guess he walked around doing that shit all day. That was a great swerve. Like, it, was, it was awesome. And he came in with three-minute warning, uh, which was, wasn't Jamal and Rosie, was it? It was Jamal and Rosie. So it was Umaga and Rosie. Yeah. Which, good lord. And Oahe's baby. Yeah. But, uh, and that was Rico's heel turn, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rico turned heel, left them, and went with three-minute warning. And that was Which, the end, that was the end of Billy and Chuck. They oh, were, they was just awesome. That was the highlight of Chuck Palumbo in the uh, in the WWE. I almost said MLB, which he did not play baseball. But, uh... <laughs> he does build choppers, though. That was, that was most fun, I think, Billy Gunn ever was, too. Because really? I, I just thought they were so good. I thought he was, like, really... I thought Billy Gunn was really in his prime at, like, that time. Billy Gunn facts on Twitter might come at you for that one, because there's some... <laughs> there's some... There's some there's some prime Billy Gunn moments, I feel like. Yeah, but I just... That was just awesome. It was... Somebody say three minutes. And he's fucking... Oh, he just... Uh, it was just cool. I like Billy and Chuck. It was different. All right, so my number five is Brock Lesnar destroys Hulkamania. Oh, that's not on my list, but I remember that now. So, Brock was uh, building up to his getting ready for his match at SummerSlam against uh, The Rock for the Undisputed Championship. But first, he had to get by Hulk Hogan on an episode of SmackDown. And, uh... <laughs> Wait, it's just derail my train of thought, but apparently uh, this tweet's funny. Want to read the tweet out loud? After winning the, the golf thing, Tiger Woods called Billy Gunn personally, the personally thank him for inspiration. He was quoted saying, if Billy Gunn can beat three men in one night, I can do golf real good and win the trophy. I just find that funny. At I'm Bi- sorry. At Billy Gunn Facts. So the name of the Twitter page, I get that right? What's the yeah. handle? At Billy Gunn Facts. Yeah, oh, it's like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's all Billy Gunn. <laughs> seriously, give that page a follow. It's hysterical. It is. Funny. I'm a big fan of it's, Billy it's, Gunn Facts. Is this, uh, it's is this a Blake? Uh, it's like Blake Bortles facts. Yeah, but. it is. It is. Did you see? Did you see someone made a Bart Gun facts and they rival Billy Gun facts? <laughs> there isn't too much Bart Listen, Gun. Twitter Twitter shouldn't be free. No, don't don't say that because I'll make us pay. The best me. the best tweet uh, Twitter page of all time is uh, fake Johnny Manziel. Oh yeah, because they, it follows Johnny Manziel and AJ McCarron's girlfriend. They're the only two followers this page follows. I'm still a big faux Gruden fan. I love that page. Just, just the things. This is that, actual Gruden. It probably is because the, the, everything that that account tweets, I could really see Gruden saying. Yeah. All right. Let's continue. I'm sorry for derailing your trot. You, you got me excited. Yeah. What number are we on? Oh, I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, so Hulk Hogan never really submitted. He never really lost clean. He never really got. Every time he lost, he was protected. Not only did Brock beat him. 
Like, always, too. He (laughs) he squeezed the life out of him in a bear hug as Hogan was just dripping blood. And it was just a great visual, and it really made Brock feel like a killer. So I thought that was, I thought that was, like, that was the moment that made Brock Lesnar as the number one guy believable to me. Brock is so weird because, like, I hate him. Like, I hate his shit that he pulls. But, like, I'm excited when he's on my screen. He's he's absolutely a game changer they pay him to be. Yeah. Think him and Khabib will ever fight at WrestleMania? No. That'd be awesome if they did. That would be awesome, but I don't see it happening. All right, so my number four is not exactly a moment, but a series of moments. Okay. It was everything to do with SmackDown Six. I feel like that's a cop out. I, I SmackDown, SmackDown Six is awesome, but like that's not a moment. But it just set up so many it's moments. Important. It's important. Don't Can, get me wrong. Let me finish my goddamn thought. So SmackDown Six, of course, were Los Guerreros, Angle, and Benoit. Beep. Oh, I missed the censor. <laughs> and censor Angle and Benoit and uh, uh, Mysterio and Edge. Yes, they were the SmackDown Six. And that tag team rivalry set up main event feuds for the next three years. Okay, so sidebar. So allegedly, when SmackDown Showbar? No, no Showbar. <laughs> allegedly, when SmackDown moves to Fox, they told WWE they want to be a less comedy-based product and a more in-ring-based product. So if you have to make a new SmackDown 6 with the guys on SmackDown right now, who's your SmackDown 6? With the guys on SmackDown right now? Yeah. Obviously, there'll be a superstar shakeup, and it might change. But if you had to make a SmackDown 6 with the guys on SmackDown right now, who you got? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay, go I ahead. like this question. Yeah, it's a great I saw it on Twitter. I stole it from somebody. I can't take credit for it. You should have. But, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Go first. All right. Well, I wasn't expecting I was hoping you'd say no. Okay, so okay, okay. I'll go first. Right, Let me think. I got Mysterio, Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, AJ, Joe and Miz. That's my SmackDown 6. So I definitely have Joe and Miz. If Daniel Bryan's healthy, Daniel Bryan. Mysterio, I mean, just because he's still in incredible shape. Yeah. Mine actually would probably be very similar. I'd even throw Orton in there. Oh, man. Disrespecting Nakamura? I mean, I'm not, but... I mean, you won't be the first person. WWE's been disrespecting him since he got called up. He's a champion! Dude, he hasn't been on pay-per-view since SummerSlam. He took Rusev's United States Championship. He won, he won it from Jeff Hardy. I know, but that's still Rusev's. It's all he had in his life is Rusev is that. It's all Nakamura had, too. I mean, I guess he had the NXT Nakamura title. was the IWGP heavyweight champion. Okay. He's, he's okay. You hate Japan, so that's irrelevant. I do not hate Japan. What's your gimmick? I know. Expose, I hate, you expose the gimmick. I hate Japanese wrestling promotions. I don't hate oh, Japan. Oh. oh, it's a beautiful country. Beautiful country. Excellent country. I want to go one day. Let's go uh, January 4th. Yeah, right. Nah, I'm I'm probably gonna sometime in the next five years. I'm probably gonna get to Wrestle Kingdom. I'm planning on it. So yeah, make us famous so we can go. But uh, did you say Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah. I almost thought I thought it was WrestleCon. Oh Jesus, <laughs> we'll be there. But uh, uh, okay. So that was my SmackDown Six was my number four. What's yours? What is my number four? Oh, TLC two. TLC two? Yeah. Wasn't TLC two was Mania seventeen? No. And TLC3 uh, was yeah, on SmackDown? Yeah, TLC3. You're right, 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 correct, 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 correct. And it was not even the normal people. It's Dudley's, Hardy's, Asian Christian, and Ben Wong, Jericho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a four-way. First ever four-way. And that was ridiculous. Like, that's that's the match where Bubba Ray got knocked out, mm-hmm. and Jericho ta- talked him through it. Mm-hmm. If you ever hear that story, it's wild. Uh, just probably might be my personal... F- I might like... I think I like TLC3 more than... Uh, TL, any of the previous TLCs, just because I don't know, like Jericho and Benoit added so much to it, like just that fourth team. Like, we have the goat and maybe the greatest pure wrestler ever. Okay, I was gonna say, watch, watch, watch your phrase in there. I mean, because uh, Benoit probably had a chase at that, right? I've been saying, I've said it in multiple episodes. Probably just the greatest pure wrestler ever. He's in the conversation. Yeah, I him, mean him, Angle, uh, and he missed out on he missed out on probably ten years of his career. I don't know about ten years. Maybe five years. Probably, probably five. Which I'm not saying he missed out on. Yeah, there's a match going on upstairs. I don't know what the fuck's going on up there. Taking bumps up there, but uh, okay. Yeah, that's my number. It's a great, great, great spots and stuff. Shit, you know. Yeah. My number three, which was one of the all-time happiest moments in wrestling, was Eddie Guerrero's celebration. Also, my number three. Is your number three? Mm -hmm. So okay, let's let's talk about it. We're when we argue way too much, and then we we make things for this podcast. We agree on everything. Not even on purpose either. We come, became prepared. Well, I'm looking at your list, and you are missing something very important that I'm about to roast you on in a, in a little bit. But anyway, we agree right now, so let's 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 go through this. Do you know what you're missing? No. You don't realize what you're. You're gonna realize as soon as I say it. 
Okay, but uh, so let's talk about any celebration first. Um, it's just a moment you never thought would happen. The balloons, the balloons and, and the he's, he's fucking stomping on them. You could feel it. You could. Yeah. He was just having the blast. He, he came through the crowd. Yeah, it's just a great moment. Man. That's just that's up there. I think that's the second most emotional title win in the history of WWE. Yeah, probably DeFoley. Yeah. Daniel Bryan probably has an argument too, but those, those are the three. Those I think those are, the, are yeah, the three. Those are the three. I mean, just I remember I remember watching No Way Out two thousand four. Yeah, and crazy. like Cow he, Palace, San Fran. Yeah, you know, else ran at San Fran in the Cow Palace, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, yeah, it's just a little gimmicks, little gimmick shop, little shop of gimmicks. Suzuki's gonna choke me out in my sleep. I'm really afraid of that. I hope he does. Hope he gosh piled. Yeah, he was jumping. He was jumping on balloons. Just, just for the moment itself. It's not really that much to talk about. It's just the euphoria you could see in his face was awesome. Yeah, it was just. A- Jeff Hardy also deserves an honorable mention because his celebration was also awesome. But uh, yeah, Eddie, Eddie's, Eddie's gets a nod of three for me. So go hit you with your number two, which should be your number one, but it's not your number one. Nine Eleven Smackdown. Yeah, I don't know how that's not your number one. What kind of American are you? A fat one. But that's, uh, that's facts. My number one is personal, but uh, that's 9-11 Smackdown. We did a whole fucking episode on it. Well, we didn't do a whole episode on it. We gave it like 10 minutes because there wasn't enough to talk about. Yeah, we, we really botchered, butchered that one. We did. We, we botchered that one. We should have watched the show before we decided to do a show on it because there was like there were there, the longest match was five minutes. Yeah, and then the most popular wrestling podcast in the world does it the same week we did. That's true. And they had, <laughs> they had much, they had much, much more They had now. a guy that was there. <laughs> <laughs> they had a guy that was there. We... We weren't there. I was five. <laughs> you were six. Yeah. But uh, six, six, six. Just Vince. Just Vince cutting that promo. JBL kicking some ass on the microphone. Yeah. And what's your number two? Which you're gonna roast me on? I'm assuming. I don't know how the hell you don't have this on your list. The Booker T Stone Cold Supermarket Brawl. <gasps> wow! It escaped my mind. Yeah. That's good shit. Yeah. That was real good shit. It's the best. Price check on a jackass. Yes, it's the best segment in SmackDown history. The only reason it's not number one is because the 9-11 thing has to be number one. But, dude, the Booker T, Stone Cold, Supermarket Brawl, Stone Cold singing, he cry like a good pizza pie, then kicks him in the fucking gut. (laughs) He was drinking milk in the cooler. Yeah. Like, didn't Booker T throw him in the freezer and he walks behind the milk coolers and he comes out drinking it? Yeah, he locked him in the freezer. Oh, there was so much flour. Austin came out down the door. He goes, hey, Book, got milk? (laughs) And the best part of it happens before the thing even happens. Booker T's walking down the aisle. He opens, like, a box of fucking, like, cornflakes and just starts eating it out of the box in the supermarket. And he sees a bald guy walk walk past. So Booker T jumps the bald guy thinking it's Austin. And it's not Austin. And the look on Booker T's face when the guy turns around is just a bald guy with a goatee. Booker's like... Wasn't Austin like walking Austin's, right like, behind right him? Behind him, yeah. Dude, it's the best. That was good shit. Is that not on your list? It's I don't know. Best. I don't know. I forgot that was on SmackDown. Yeah, it's the best. And my number one most important moment in the history of SmackDown is... Nine spots too high, but it should be on the list for sure. <laughs> Just so why, why is what, that your number one? What do you think of when you think of SmackDown? You think of that fucking fist, and uh, that came because of that. That's true. And I remember one of the first episodes with the fist was was here in Wilkes-Barre, and I was there. And uh, I remember because the fist wasn't always out the start; they would punch it through, and uh, it was just a great visual, or a great visual over that fist. It was a great set, yeah, probably. Might be the best set in wrestling history. Yeah. Arguably. You can make a case for the Nitro set. A lot of people love that Nitro set. I like the Nitro set. Uh, TNA ups up there somewhere. Yeah. What? <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, my number one is obviously the 9 11. Uh, it was like you said, you, you didn't even mention the best part of the 9 11 show. Lillian Garcia's national anthem was like the most right. passionate thing I've ever heard. It's like, I get chills listening to that. The only negative about the whole 9-11 episode was Stephanie comparing 9-11 to the steroid trial. Yeah, that was not good. Not good stuff. It was, uh, that was a little bit, that was a little bit over the line, but, uh. I don't think she meant it, it just. I think she did. She's, I think. Lady balls. It's just, 
I just can't believe she compared a steroid trial to the tragedy that was 9-11. But anyway, other than that, it was just perfect. Uh, just all the wrestlers pouring their hearts out. Everyone on the stage for the National Anthem. JBL was the MVP. Uh, yeah, JBL's promo was awesome. Uh, I don't know what's there to say. It's the greatest moment in SmackDown history. The fact that it was the first public assembly of that size since since the tragedy. The fact that they went out and did it live just two days after 9-11. Uh, yeah, I don't know what awesome. else is, I don't know what else is just awesome. So yeah. that was a lot of SmackDown talk. Tell us, tell us whose list was better and why and it was mine. And why it was mine? It was not yours. It was mine. Because you didn't even have Billy and Chuck's you wedding. The SmackDown Six is a moment. You didn't. You you didn't even have Billy and Chuck's this wedding. This is the moment. The genesis of McGillicuddy. Oh Jesus! But uh, hey, Smack talked a lot of SmackDown. Top ten Michael McGillicuddy moments next week. Is there ten? I mean, Is there 10 Michael McGillicuddy moments? You count Curtis Axel, you might be able to get 10 in there. Axelmania. Axelmania's running wild, brother. But, uh, okay. So our next episode will be... Often duplicated, never eliminated, Axelmania. <laughs> uh, we have an evolution preview coming tomorrow. Yeah. We do. Evolution preview, and then the episode after that will be on the way back from Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, it'll be another, another car episode, because I know how much you love the last one. <laughs> Yeah, right. like this asshole. I fucking I always stay awake when you fucking drive. And then okay, I I'm. Drive and I like, apologize, and you fucking no sold me. You have you have one job that's to change the music, and I listened to Work Hard by Migos for twenty minutes in a row because <laughs> the song wouldn't change, and I'm like, I guess you should have slapped me. I'm just I'm I'm flying ninety down the fucking the turnpike. Cause I'm trying to get home. I hate the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It's the easiest road to fall asleep on. It is. And I was I was a long day for me. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'll always I, be I, sorry. I really don't care. I'll yeah, just... I'll just hijack the show if you fall asleep on the way home. Go ahead. I'll just sing for hours. I won't upload that for for everyone's sanity. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, if you're listening to this soon, that's because I put it up as soon as I hit the stop button on the record because uh, we owe you this one from last week. So enjoy, and uh, now we have another show to record for tomorrow. So peace. See you again after a while.